Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson, and you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, we made it through Black Friday. Thank you so much to all of the podcast listeners who reached out to us during the sale um, and got some new products and some new upgrades for your truck. Uh, I know the team is just getting their head above water with getting all those orders shipped out to everyone. Uh, Just again, a a huge thank you to everybody who called in and participated in the sale. We really appreciate it. December, we have some exciting stuff going on. So in the shop, there's been a program in the background and we've even released a couple of teaser videos or or posts about this as well. Uh, But we're going to be working on a brand new boost tester kit. This isn't a kit like you've ever seen before. It's not PVC in a valve. This is a legit regulator system, CNC machined plates that bolt directly onto the turbo or, or into the turbo system. Uh, They're going to be nothing like any boost test kit you've ever seen before. They're going to work so awesome. You guys are definitely going to be into them. I have a lot of details coming out about those uh, in the coming weeks. Also, just wanted to give a quick heads up. Everybody who's in our Facebook group, fans of Diesel Performance Podcast, I really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. I love seeing all of the great posts, all of the activity, and guys helping each other. So if you have questions about your truck, that's a great place to go and get help. Hey, if you're a Canadian... You probably want to be a part of a group that's a little bit more specific to you. We also are saying if you're a Canadian and you're a listener, I know there's a lot of you out there, go join the Canadian uh, diesel community group. That's an awesome group. It's just specifically for our friends north of the border. Uh, There's a lot of good stuff on there. Uh, Byron Sador from Trucks of Ontario page. Jim McNichol, who's our uh, independent rep from Calibrated Power, is on there. Uh, There's all sorts of big names. Everybody who has a big four-digit truck in Canada is quickly going and jumping into that Facebook group. So there's a lot of cool shit to see. A lot of another really good resource that's a little bit more local uh, for our Canadian listeners. So definitely make sure you guys take advantage of that and jump in there. For today, uh, we are going to talk a little bit about Exergy Performance. We're going to talk a little bit about WC Fab, who, of course, sponsor the show and make all of this possible. Uh, big announcement. I have Jason Worley coming on the show himself next week. Uh, we are going to dive deep into a sled pull build. We're going to talk about WC Fab product releases, a little bit about their 10-year anniversary, and a lot about what to expect from them in 2021. From Exergy Performance, again, I want to remind everybody, uh, they just released Fuel Additive. These are the guys who know the most out of anybody I've ever talked to about high pressure, common rail diesel fuel systems. And now they have developed over years of time, by the way, they have now developed an additive. Um, If there was somebody I was going to trust to know about what additives to run with common rail diesel fuel systems, it would be the guys at Exergy. Uh, So I can't say enough good about that, guys. We're really stoked about it. I'm actually going to try to get myself a couple gallons of it here and run it in my vehicle over the winter. Uh, And we're going to test out their winter blend, and I'll be reporting back uh, some updates along the way throughout the the cold months. I wanted to get through all of that kind of quickly because I'm really excited for today's guest. Uh, We know that we have a lot of fourth and fifth gen Dodge guys listening. We talk a lot about 68 RFEs in our Facebook groups and on our Facebook page answering questions. I thought, hey man, it's time to bring on an expert and get somebody on here who actually knows what they're talking about. That's why we got Frank from RevMax. Frank, how the hell are you? I'm good, man. Glad to be on the show and uh, thanks for having me. Hey, no problem, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Frank, I wanted to bring you onto the show, and I, I know you've been on the show before. I think we've talked at UCC, and I think we've talked a few times in before, in between there. Um, 
you're somebody who, who is well known within the industry to be an expert around the 68 RFEs. Can you just give maybe some of our newer listeners a little bit of your background in diesel? Yeah. Um, so I've been in the diesel industry since about 2009. Um, we st- I started building our first 68s uh, about 2010. Um, you know, and along the line since there, you know, we, we had our race truck, which we still have, which I got to dust the weeds off of and the cobwebs off of here. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, UCT kind of got a little kicked to the side last year. Luckily for us, the truck wasn't quite ready yet, so it was okay. But now, now it's going to be a race to see if we can get it done in time for this year, uh, assuming it happens. But, uh, yeah, you know, along the way, we've, uh, we've done a lot of, a lot of really cool things with the 68. And honestly, we've taken to places where I never thought I could go. And it's just been a really cool journey to where we've gotten and all the products we've released. And we've learned so much along the way. And even today, every single day, we learn something new about the 60 RV. So um, <laughs> it, it is truly a, a unique bird. And, uh, you know, it has its, 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 its flaws, of course. But, you know, it also gets a bad rap. Uh, it's a great unit uh, for a stock truck. But, you know, this, this group we're talking with, yeah, it's not you guys. So, of course, <laughs> you guys hate it. But, you know, you put, leave that thing in a stock truck, and the thing will go a couple hundred thousand miles. But turn that power up just a little bit, it's gone pretty quick. So, uh, like I said, it's been, it's, it, it, even just look at the power levels of the stock trucks are today. That was a tuned truck, you know, eight, nine years ago. Oh yeah. Now that's coming out of the factory that way. And people <laughs> are wondering why there's nothing left and why they break. If you had 50 horsepower, the factory added the 50 horsepower for you already. Yeah. 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 And that, that's, I think the tough thing to wrap, wrap your head around, right? Because the engine and the fuel systems have advanced so far uh, and transmission technology in some of our, some of Dodge's competitors has started to advance pretty far as well. Um, But, but man, you guys at RevMax, you really just wanted to grab the one that was the biggest pain in the ass for everyone and tackle it. I'm really glad you have, because I know the question I get nowadays is, I'm thinking about buying a new Cummins and I'm looking at that thousand foot pounds out of that ASIN or getting a little bit like standard output and losing a little bit of that torque, but going with the 68. Now, personally, I recommend to guys like, Hey, if you're going to leave the truck tune only, all you're ever going to do is put a tune on it. The ASIN's a good trans. I got no, I got no hard complaints about it. Uh, But if you ever want to turn the power up in the truck, if you ever want to do a turbo upgrade, if you ever want to go drag racing, sled pulling, having fun, well, you probably want to do the 68 and then put some investments into it. Would you say that's a pretty fair piece of advice for guys getting into these trucks? You know, I'd say that's a dead on the money. Uh, what you just said there. Uh, we'll, we echo the same things on our calls when customers, I mean, we get a call or an email a day about this. Um, <laughs> you know, if you're going to work your truck really hard and you're going to be towing super heavy with it all the time, you're better off, you know, a stock, honestly, leaving the truck stock is probably your best option. It's going to last the longest. Now, is it going to be the fastest or, or you know, it's not, but it's going to work. It's going to be a work truck. And that's the truck you're looking for. And you're just looking for a little small tune on top of it. Then the you know, AS69 absolutely hands down is the way you'd, I would want to go if I was optioning one of these trucks out. Now, if you want to go crazy with it, and what I mean crazy is if you're going to be doing any fuel or you're going to be doing any turbo upgrade at that, at that point, you're going to start running into some brick walls that aren't, you're not going to be able to break through an AS69. I mean, take it from us. Two years ago, we had this great idea. Last second, you know, our truck wasn't ready yet, our white truck, our 68 truck. So we went out and bought another truck, an AS69 truck, 
And I think that truck laid out, I think it was like 1300 horse at UCC a couple of years ago. Yeah. But we didn't have time to mess with tuning with it. It was kind of last second we threw it together. And I mean, even now we, we got rid of the truck maybe six or eight months ago. And, and I'll tell you, no matter what we did with that truck, we can never make it shift right. And it had nothing to do with the trans. It was purely in the tuning side. They just don't do well with power. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it, it sucks because, uh, you know, the, the guts of that trans, you know, its predecessor, the AS68, in, in our opinion here, is the worst diesel trans ever built. But it's not a, <laughs> uh, ever. That, worse than an e, I mean, we're talking worse than an E4OD or a 4100 back in the day, okay? That's a big um, claim. <laughs> junk junk garbage okay and the as69 while it has exact same layout internally uh, a lot of those flaws are fixed and as far as clutch capacity we've got all the clutch capacity in the world in those units now available the problem is the way the valve body is designed the way the cylinders work in that valve body and you know the tuners they've tried to get in there they've they no one can no one no one's been able to tune a fully tune one of those if you pull a torque management off it, it won't shift. Um, so, and listen, they've already been out, what, uh, we're going on what, year number eight right now? Yeah. I don't think there's anything for them. So, yeah, if you want, you want to go a little faster, you're going to want the 68. And it's hard to believe you want the lighter-duty training, but you do because you invest some money into it. You can have a trans that can hold some serious power. You know, is it going to hold 1,500 horsepower? It's not. <laughs> Forget the stuff you see on the internet, okay, about it, this, someone has, like, us with our, with our 68, or there's a couple other ones out there, you know, in the 1,500-horse range. Yeah. Listen, you can do it for a weekend. Um, you saw us at UCC. We ran, we drove the truck back and forth to UCC. We dragged it probably 10 or 12 times. We ran a 10, I think, like a 10-2 pass on that thing. We dynoed, I don't know, 12 or, I think it was like around 1,200 horse. So that, that particular day in the dyno, we, we turned it down a little bit. Um, and we sled pulled with it and we drove it back home. But listen, you're not going to be able to do that for, for six weeks in a row. That, that's, <laughs> it's not going to happen. And that's what people are, are expecting. You know, it, it's just not going to happen. So as long as you have reasonable goals, you can drive your truck reasonably, a 60 RFE will do the job. Now, will it do the job as well as, say, a 48 swap? Well, it'll be a lot more drivable than a 48 swap but it won't hold up the same, the same way a 48 swap will hold up. But we could take it a step farther than that. A 48 won't handle what a turbo 400 will hold up to. Sure. You, you, so you're seeing the progression in, in time now. People used to take the, you know, go to 48. Well, now the people 48, they realize that 48 can't hold up anymore. So what do they go back to? They go back to a three-speed. They go back to a turbo 400 from 1960s. Yeah. Okay? And that's where we're at. Uh, people are starting to the diesel world for some reason was very hard. It was hard for them to understand that, you know, keeping the trans that was in there in a drag truck versus going back to some old school two speed or three speed unit. You're never going to beat the, you're never going to beat the dinosaur. That old dinosaur can shift so fast because it's all mechanical. It can hold a ton of power again because it's all mechanical. So all the people who say, oh, I can build a 68 to hold 1,500 horsepower, or the people that say, I can build a 48 or that can hold 1,500 horsepower. Yeah, we all can, but it's not <laughs> going to last that long, okay? It's not bulletproof. There's no such thing. And that, and that in my, if there's one thing that really upsets me about the industry, um, the transmission side of the industry is this word bulletproof or indestructible. 
Yeah. Anyone who advertises the unit as being bulletproof or indestructible or they've never had one fail is not telling you the truth. It's yeah. not the way it is. Or and not selling enough to to have had dealt with that. Like, sure, if you only sell upgrades to, to stock guys who are towing horse trailers, it's pretty easy to have that moniker, right? But if you're going to have go. guys who are going to go out and go compete and guys who are going to have record-setting trucks, it's not rocket science. I mean, listen, with like being a Duramax fan, the Allison is plagued by a certain limit as well. I mean, I don't care how much you love a five-speed Allison or a six-speed Allison – the handful of guys in the country who have run consistent sub nine second quarter mile passes or sub, you know, seven second um, passes in eighth mile passes, they don't last. Like they'll, they'll tell you themselves, like the, even the Allison, like at, around that same horsepower, 1500 horsepower, just not going to put it together. Like, of course you're going to go back to, to less gears and mechanical functionality, but, I think these newer transmissions, and now we're starting to see it everywhere where we're getting more and more gears, but even in the 68, there's a lot of benefits to having that. And I think you hit on that really well, Frank, about like having a daily driver truck, having a truck that you, that's not just a competition dedicated drag only truck. Like if I'm talking about my average guy and he wants to do a turbo, maybe a tuner or, or a tuner and maybe a turbo and he, he knows he's going to have to build his trans because he wants to, you know, have some fun with it now and again what is that guy looking at? Like, like what, what are the shortfalls of a stock 68 RFE? Well, you know, that guy that, and that's, that's a 99% guy right there, you know, who we're talking about. All right. Yeah. The ones we start talking about are the 1%, right? So let's go to talk to the general general guy out there who he's tuned his truck a little bit. Maybe he's got some bigger tires on it. What does he need to do to make it? I'm assuming you're asking, what does he need to do to make that thing last? Yeah. And it's all about when you do it, not versus what you do to it, okay? If you wait six months, a year, or two years, or 10,000 versus 50,000 miles, before you do your upgrades, it's not going to last, okay? Because once those clutches get hot-spotted, and once you've got that wear in that trans, there's no, there's no wonder fluid, okay, or miraculous water okay that you can sprinkle on your truck that's going to make that trans come you know go back to where it was before so the key is prevention not treatment okay if we try to treat the issue it's usually too late all right the re and your and your results you get from the treatment are going to be not that great if we prevent the issue you're going to have a, a trans that's going to last a long time so there's some really really simple things that we can do to these trucks um uh, and I'll, we'll go over a few of them um, just to, to make them last. So yeah. if you're just a, a normal tune, tune guy, there's a few things. Number one, the spin-on filter in these trucks likes to come off. It's, it's held on by a piece of plastic inside. Upgrade the little screw inside there next time you do an oil change. It's $19. Easy. <laughs> that thing pops off, there goes your trans. So there's $19, okay? That can save you, save you trans. Next thing, the, 13, uh, sorry, the 10 and newer trucks, specifically the 13 newer trucks, they've got a thermostatically actuated cooling system. So until, until that trans heats up, there's no, cool, no cooler flow to the transmission itself. It's actually blocked off. And when it heats up, the thermostat opens up just like, your, just like in your radiator, and then the, tra the trans fluid is then being cooled. Well, that valve can stick. It sticks a lot, actually. And when that goes bad, there goes your trans with it. 
Um, you know, those truck those trucks are usually running around the 190 range, 185 to 200 range stock. You put one of the bypasses in there, you're looking at 150 degree range. That's great, but the real thing you're saving yourself from is that valve sticking. So doing that, so there's that melt, let's say $100 right there. That's a huge thing you can do to your truck. And again, when you're doing your next, do your, next time you do your fluid change, just do that at the same time. You're already going to be oily and dirty. Just throw that in there real quick. Yeah. And then the biggest thing you could probably do for a 68 specifically now um, would be to do a valve body. Um, you know, as long as you've got trans, now the key to the valve body is you got to have the trans tuning to go with the valve body. Okay. So think about the, the, the whole product as JB weld, you've got an A and a B chemical. Okay. If you just use the A of the JB weld, nothing happens. Or if you just use the B, nothing happens. So what I'm trying to get at here is if you put a valve body in, in a truck that has no trans tuning, no elevated line pressure, nothing like that you're going to get zero out of that valve body. And the same thing on the trans tune. If you put a trans tune in that requires more line pressure without the valve body go with it, you're not making the line pressure. So you're not going to get anything out of it. So the two of those things go together hand in hand. So what we like, what I would recommend, you know, if I was buying a brand new truck or I just bought a truck from somebody or whatever your circumstances may be, I would do, a nice tune, but with good trans tuning is key with a valve body, a filter screw and a thermostat bypass. And that's a really good foundation to keep your truck alive for a while. Now, yeah. is that going to help a 650 horsepower truck? No. Okay. <laughs> but it's going to, it will help your general purpose, you know, everyday driver. Sure. Once you get to those bigger numbers, there's other internal issues in the trans that you have to be, you have to be taken care of. There's just not enough capacity in there. I want to dive into that, but real fast, I want to circle back on something. So the valve body, what is it about the stock valve body that's lacking? And what is it about a modified valve body? Like what gets improved? Okay, several things. So in a 68, uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of little things. These solenoid switch valves on a, on a stock 68, they will wear out over time. So... Again, if you've got a truck with a bunch of mileage on it, you're going to want to get a valve body that's got an upgraded solenoid switch, solenoid switch valve. Besides that, the next thing that's going to be an issue is the accumulator plate on the side. That plate will blow off on the outside of it. Very, very common. There'll be a line pressure spike. It'll blow that plate off the side of it. So that is when we do a valve body here, our plates have additional holes, additional fasteners, different grade fastener, longer bolt, longer, um, more threads on there. All that's taken care of. The accumulators behind that accumulator plate, the factory ones are notorious for cracking and leaking. So when we do a valve body here, you've got what we call our triple double design, which is we've got a total of, of three rings in there, two are active, one's a guide. So that keeps any leakage, from, you know, that getting around the accumulator, it's keeping it now in behind the accumulator, just like a piston, no different. You don't want, you don't want blow by. And if you've got this, the factory design, you will get blow by. Then the, the next issue is on those valve bodies. It's a large valve body. And if you've ever taken one apart, you'll notice that there's nothing on the separator plate. It's just a piece of stamped metal. And that stamped metal goes to, between two aluminum halves. And over time, those aluminum halves just rub and move a little bit at, with every heat cycle. And before you know it, you've got, you've got warpage in that valve body and you've got cross-leaking in that valve body. So there's a couple ways to combat that, uh, one of which 
is something we came up many, many, many years ago, like a, probably a decade ago now, which is our bonded separator plate. It's got a gasket now on both sides of it. So when you torque down your valve body bolts, it gets an impression in the, into that valve body separator plate now, 100% seal, no leakage. And then the, one of the other things that we came out with uh, before UCC, before I think one of the last times we talked, when we had, you know, when we had that, that 10 second pass on that 68, was our billet valve body. So the billet channel plate valve body, we came out with that, I think back in 2000, I think it was maybe 2015 or 16, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that's huge. So you, the factory has a, a very cheaply cast backside of the valve body on the bottom side of the valve body. And again, that flexes and warps like crazy and cross leaks. Well, we designed a billet 6061 version of that that's thicker. And because it's thicker, it resists that, that, that movement that the factory one is notorious to, you know, to twist and to move and eventually warp. The, the new, with the new valve bodies, with, with the channel plate on there, our real channel plate, all that's gone, along with all the other things we talked about. That's what's giving you the performance advantage, along with revised orifices, which are changing fluid flows, which will then give you the additional line pressure that the tuner is calling for in the transmission tune. Gotcha. Okay. So quite a bit. It, it's, it's kind of, I, I don't want to call it like a redesign, but it kind of seems like one of those things where you guys have uh, RevMax and, and has gone through it and said, okay, here's all the things that need to be changed on it. Here's all of these little adjustments or, or these, these seemingly innocuous improvements and they all kind of add together to be something that really matters. That's correct. Okay. I like that. All right. Now, so we got a valve body. We got some of our other basic quick fixes, but like you said, we do still got guys who are going to throw big fuel systems and going to throw big single turbos or big, big compound setups on these trucks. And they want to go have some fun with them. Maybe it's a street truck, you know, or somebody who wants to get into DPC next year, who knows? Um, where do we go from here? What's the next week link after I've upgraded the valve body? Your next week link is going to be the overdrive clutch in the transmission. And the only way to solve that problem is, of course, during an overhaul. Um, we've got several levels. Uh, we've got our 700 series. We've got an 850 series. Um, we've got our 1000, and we've got a 12XR now. Um, again, the 12XR and the 1000, those are just now coming out. Um, they've been, we've been testing those for about the last past year and a half or so. Uh, you know, to give you an example, how much more capacity we're talking, a factory 60 RV in the overhead clutch has a total of 12 plates in it. The 12 XR has 20 plates in it. Oh, wow. The truck, the truck we did UCC with, um, the, several times that was 16 plates. So we've gone way past that point. But in order to run that, that kind of capacity, it does require a different center support. It requires a different input clutch drum. It requires a different billet overdrive clutch hub. And all these things, you can't, you can't do any of that without all of it. You've got to have it all. So as you start getting up to these upper echelon power level wise, you know, 800, 900,000 horse trucks, it's going to cost a lot of money. There's a lot of parts that go into one of these units. I mean, you've got a, a mar aging input shaft that's got to go into it. You've got the billet pump idea that's got to go into it. There, there's so much stuff that, you know, 500 here, 600 here, 300 there, before you know it, you've got 12, 13,000 bucks in the training. That's just unfortunately the way it goes with the 68. 
Yeah. Yeah, man. The the price tag around performance always kind of feels like a kick in the shins, but I'll tell you what, on, on those, any Dodge trans, if we're just being honest, always feels like a kick in the nuts. Um, it could just get brutal real fast, you, you know? Yeah, for sure. You know, and, and you know, you look at an Allison, well, I could build my Allison so cheap. Well, listen, your Allison's got gigantic parts in it to start with. Okay. Yeah. So it's not very difficult to build an Allison, but and it, the hard parts are non-intensive. So your craziest Allison build, all you're going to have is an input, an intermediate, and an output shaft. That's all you're going to have, plus clutches. A 68, well, let's go to a 47 for a second. To hold any real horsepower on a 47, you're talking about a fat shaft input, a different converter, uh, a different pump stator, different, you know, uh, different uh, direct drum, servos, you know, levers, you know, all that, your input shaft, intermediate shaft, output shaft, all that has to be changed out. And on 68, you've got to do all that plus some. You've got to do, again, your input shaft, your intermediate slash overdrive hub slash shaft, as we call it here. You've got to do, you got to do something about your pump. You've got to do something about your input clutch hub, your input clutch drum, your center support, your valve body, your converter. It's just there's more pieces you got to replace. The parts, the, the guts are just not as big to start with. You know, it's like a big lever. Your lever is smaller on a 68 than it is on an Allison or a, a Ford 6R140. You've just, you've got to, you've got to really spend a lot of money re-engineering and replacing those small levers, you know, with more clutch service area. Yeah. 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 But when you're done, you got something that is indestructible, right? Isn't that what you said? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, you'll never have an issue again. No, I want to make it very clear. There is no such thing again as an indestructible transmission. <laughs> you know, I don't, I mean, I, I laugh, you watch street outlaws and stuff on TV. What's the first thing that breaks on every one of those cars almost every time. Yeah. It's always transmission. Oh, yeah. transmission torque converter always. So, and those are turbo 400 pro mod turbo 400s and power glides in those things. The most basic dinosaur transmission ever. And those cars literally drive an eighth mile. Okay. They don't drive 80,000 miles a year and then go drag race, you know, you know, you know, 30 times a year and expect it to go then tow a 20,000 pound trailer behind it. <laughs> Things that we are asking these trucks to do that they actually do pretty well even is unbelievable. Think about what people are doing with these trucks. They are towing, you know, fifth wheels, you know, 15, 18,000 pound fifth, fifth wheels behind them. They're turned up to 700 horsepower. Then they, and on 37s, and then they go to the drag strip and do four-wheel drive launches and run, you know, like, you know, a, a fast eighth mile or quarter mile pass. And then they hook back up, take their fifth wheeler back home. Yeah. Try that with a street, with a pro mod car. See how that goes. <laughs> See how far you make it. You won't make it around the corner. So when people get upset about 68s and, and that stuff feeling, you got to be reasonable. And you really have to look at what these things are actually doing. Yeah. I mean, it's impressive. It's really, and, and the other thing is, you know, you look at the Hellcats and you look at, you know, some of the Mercedes AMG cars and some of these other aut really strong automatic, you know, transmission vehicles. And there's something that has always been kind of a, a, an annoyance in the diesel world, um, but it's, it's always been there and I don't think it's ever going to go away. On these other cars, the only reason why an 8HP Trans and a Hellcat or Demon can run, you know, hold that kind of power is torque management. They are defueling that thing like crazy in the shifts and then bringing it back on, you know, or, 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 or retarding the spark on those shifts and bringing it back on once the next gear is engaged. 
if you pulled all the, all the torque management out of those cars and let them go, they're not going to make it one pass down the track. Gone. And what we see 99% of the time with, with diesel tunes, unfortunately, is that torque management is taken out. So it's no wonder why your trans is gone. But, it, but here's the deal. It's, it, and the reason why that's happened is, is because the general public has demanded it from their tuner. They don't like that pause. Yeah. You know, shift, pause, go. Shift, pause, go. The shift, pause, go is what keeps the trans alive. If you have a perfect power, you know, that with no, with no drop-off in between, that means either your spark or your fuel, you know, is ba- basically not being pulled back. That trans yep. is seeing every bit of that power on that shift, where in the factory design, again, with factory power levels, it's being pulled back. It's being pulled back for a reason. It can't take it. Yeah, and, I think, and that, think that's a, a really interesting point because we've seen other cars go to like CVVT uh, transes and things of that nature. And I don't want that out of my truck. I like it. I don't, I don't mind it. Shit. Like I, I never understood. I, I do understand wanting a quicker shift. Right. So for, so for, again, for the competition guys, like saying, I want a quicker shift. I get it. Um, I've driven trucks like an Allison right after you flash it and it's going through trans learning and like the defuel is dramatic. Like it, 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 the whole truck falls on its face and comes back up. I don't like that. I've been to sled poles. Uh, sled poles is one where I could think like guys always want no defuel because they want it to just pop through the gears, right? Because you have so much load on the truck. If it defuels at all, you've just lost the sled pole. Um, but, but again, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Like for normal driving, and, and I drive like a dick um, where, where I'm real aggressive. I'm, I'm, every stoplight is, is a race light. Um, I get that. But like I'd rather have it defuel for a second so it could shift and I could make it to where I'm going than have to get towed because that's going <laughs> to that, take and a that, lot longer. Yes, exactly. And, and that is – I think that – the public needs education. And I think that unfortunately a lot of this industry has been built off of misinformation and ignorance. Unfortunately, I want to do this. Well, here you go. And then that guy goes, Oh, that felt really good. Well then, you know, a month later, that guy's other, the first guy's transit toast and he's pissed at the guy who built him a tranny and it just goes on and on and on. But it goes back to, we started with something flawed and we just kicked the can down the road you know, and we're, 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 and it's just gotten worse. And this goes back to actually to your, our first thing we started about our conversation today, a 69 versus 60 RFE. Guess what the a 69 does on that shifts that people hate it yeah. defuels. Yeah. It stops. It just stops. But guess what? That's why the trans will go 300,000 miles. It says, <laughs> I don't care what you want me to do. This is what I'm going to do because this is how it should be done. As yeah. soon as you pull those defuels out, it's not going to be good. Trust me. I know, but you know, that, that, so that's where it all comes in play. People don't like the Azen because it defuels. Yeah. But they also like the Azen because it's so much stronger. Lead the 60. Remember we talked about it also, if the 68 was stock and the truck was stock, it'd last a long, long time. You'd have yeah. defueling there and you'd have the, the power levels designed for you take one of those two things out of there. Yeah. You can add some power to it, but if you pull that defuel out, there you go. Yep. Good night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a tough spot on them, right? Awesome, yep. man. What, what advice do you think we should be giving to guys who just bought a truck 
and they know that they want to upgrade something in the trance. We went over some of those basics. What do you want to tell that guy? What's really important for that guy to remember as he owns this truck for the next 15 years? Yeah. So listen, it's all about responsibility. Driving, as you say, don't drive it like a dick. Okay. If you drive it like, like a dick, it's going to cost you. Okay. You know, the more you floor, the more you're going to be inside that trance. Okay. And the motor, listen, motor, turbos, fuel system, it all has, you know, the trans is the one that usually gets screwed up the most, the, you know, the earliest, but all that stuff does what, you know, put additional wear on other components. So it's all about the driver to start with, you know, and also, you know, our, our, we, have, we have a lot of calls from people that buy the wrong truck for the wrong application. And what I mean by that is, is people that, you know, there's a lot of people that haul four car haulers behind these, Dodges and they're 25,000, 30,000, 35,000, <laughs> way past the towing limitations of that truck. Okay, we're not even close. All right, that's a medium duty truck. There's a reason why there's a medium duty truck, a light duty truck like, like the one tons, you know, yeah. and then why there's, why there's your two and three ton trucks, your mid, mid sized trucks. It's because those loads, they can't, these trucks can't handle it. So buy the right truck for the application. You know, if you're going to be doing, you know, hot shotting and you're pulling 25 to 30,000 pounds every day, a one ton Dodge Ram is not the way to go. Okay. That's not, the, that's not really the greatest truck for you, but don't be upset if you do that, that you're going to have issues with it. So yeah. pick the right truck for the application, drive it responsibly, you know, and on, on, other than that, pick a good, if you're going to do tuning, make sure you pick a reputable tuner, you know, don't just go to your local diesel shop and let them pick whatever tuner they want for you. Do your research and really pick the, a, a good tuner who's been around for a long time. That's not just about making the most power. That makes a good, clean tune that will make your truck run well and has the trans tuning to go with it. And that is really all you can do other than, you know, just be, be, be a sensible driver. I like that. I think that's good stuff, man. Frank, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I think you've definitely helped out with uh, educating our listeners more and more about the 68 RFE. We'd love to have you back in the future, and we'll talk about this again. Um, for today, guys, this has been Paul Wilson. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Before the area that can hold 1,500 horsepower. Yeah, we all can, but it's not going to last that long. <laughs>